Support for the No Good Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. It is the 4.0, ladies and gentlemen. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NOGOOD at Manscaped. So imagine, imagine you are shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer. Shaving time, your favorite time in the bathroom. Before Manscaped, I used to hate it. I used to dread the moment when I had to make sure my family jewels were all pretty and clean. Now I look forward to it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NOGOOD at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code NOGOOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Before I was an Avenger. I made mistakes. And a lot of enemies. His call signs Taskmaster. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated. Fully conscious, but no choices. I should have come back for you. How many others are there? Enough. You know who actually could use some Manscaped on their facial hair, their beard, everything going on? David Harbour in this movie. My God, is that man hairy. That man is so damn hairy in this movie. It is crazy. The Red Guardian, as one would say. Holy crap. Just a while. Listen, let me ask you something before we jump in. What were your expectations of this movie going in? Um, very low, very, very low, because this was supposed to be part of, like, the last phase, I feel like, and, like, I don't know what was going on, like, having this, like, be so premiere, but, I don't know, I had very low expectations going to, what about you? Yeah, I agree, I, I also, like, I didn't set expectations for it, I'm not sure if I had low expectations, I just imagine, look, they're trying to give... Black Widow, a send off, you know, what happened in Endgame. And by the way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert. Let's be real here. If you're watching a Black Widow review, you should probably know the MCU and you should probably have watched the movie already. But, yes, sir. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, in a lot of ways, people thought that the way that she died and her send off in Endgame was a little, I don't know, abrupt. Uh, at least it was it was gut wrenching for a lot of people who are big fans of the character, and I feel like they yeah. wanted to do an entire. You're right. It felt a little bit rushed. It felt rushed, like you said. Like uh, you know, I know you said abrupt, but it felt a little bit rushed to me, man. Like I don't know. It felt like they could have spent more time on the whole family dynamic, and that would have been a better story. Oh no like, no no know, no! I meant, I meant focus more. I meant I meant her death in Endgame. So actually, my point was going to be the oh the, yeah the 
So, so my point was cool. going to be, uh, my point was going to be that the reason they made this movie was because her death in Endgame was so abrupt, so that they could develop and jump into the whole family thing. Which, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought they did a great job of. Like, I thought, you know, setting out the whole family experience in Ohio in 19, I think 85 or 95, it was with them as kids. And then realizing that it was all some kind of Russian experiment, Russian spy experiment to get them to, you know, be into the Black Widow program. I thought that was all really cool the way they laid it out. And for them to be kind of like a fake family, a family, man, that was cool. I love that. I love the dynamic of family in this was 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 riddled throughout the script. So it was awesome, man. Like, you feel like Dominic Toretto should have been in the script somewhere. <laughs> the way so much family was, like, implemented into it, man. Like, it just... <laughs> nah, but I'll, I'll stop being sarcastic, man. But honestly, as you hit the nail on the coffin. But after the first 45 minutes, you, you can't tell me. It wasn't a different movie, man. The first 45 minutes, compared to what you just described to me... Is the perfect movie. It would have been perfect if they continue with the best story of Natasha's family and they stay in that vein. But after that, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of seemed like a they were trying to do a born film. Like a born film. I'm sorry, man, but I kind of feel like a born film. The last hour and a half. The first 45 minutes or 15 minutes, yes, give me more of that. I want to see the backstory. I want to see what it takes to become a black widow. The sacrifices, more of that, and her sister, all of that. But after that, I was like, <sighs> and I had to explain to like to have to explain to family members who've seen Endgame what was happening and like putting pieces together. It shouldn't have to be like that. They should just have it automatically, man. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't I- know. That's how I felt when I watched it. It was a very good movie. Mm-hmm. But that's how I felt. I thought uh, the acting was really good in it. And it carried a lot of the plot holes that were apparent in the movie. Uh, there were a lot of, <laughs> there were a lot of, uh, I don't, I don't want to say major, but like there were some pretty big potholes throughout the movie that kind of kept it from being like. Did you have to explain to people afterwards? Like I had to, because people were looking at to me like I was a professor at the end of the movie. Like, hey, what's going on? Did you have to do the same like I did at the end of the movie? Because that's what I had to do. Well, like, I watched it. I watched it by my timeline. I what's going it, on? I watched it by my lonesome. <laughs> I was alone. Okay. So, so no, I didn't have that. I don't have friends like you do, bro. So I'm, I'm in a different situation. You know, I was watching. I got family. <laughs> No, I was, you know what? I was, uh, I was one of those nerds. I was one of those nerds that actually waited till three o'clock in the morning, Easter time to watch it and purchase it. And then I fell asleep at six in the morning. It was crazy. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was like an awesome thing to do, but yeah. Also, you really try to watch it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 3 a.m. in the morning. All by your own. I don't really, I don't, first of all, especially Marvel movies. It's not like my mom or my brother are are fans of those type of movies. So, yeah, if I'm watching a Marvel movie, I'm probably watching it at home by myself, uh, unless I'm hanging out with one of you guys and we go to the movie theaters and, you know, COVID and all that stuff. But, anyways, um, I think one of the more interesting aspects of this was to, to your point, you're right. The first 45 minutes of the movie and the second 45 minutes, the second half, it's a completely different movie. Um, 
the first part, I do really wish they went into uh, what was his name again? Markov, Rykov, something like that. But whoever the villain was, yeah, right. I wish they went into his character a little bit more because I legitimately had no idea why I should care so much about him, other than the fact that he's he, he is the leader of the Black Widow. I was just I was just told to assume that. Didn't make a lot of sense for me, you know. Listen, man, don't get it too attached to the main character and to the villains, uh, because you're gonna see. 15 minutes um, at the very beginning and maybe like the last 20 minutes at the very end. Like, yeah. don't get super attached to it. But, um, yeah, no, I like the formula. The formula is very Marvel like. Formula is very Marvel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I, this isn't going to be my favorite uh, villain. <laughs> and even if you think about Taskmaster, like, it wasn't that great. You know what I mean? If you think of Taskmaster through the the comics, through the TV show, I remember I remember through the TV show, just like an awesome, awesome character. Um, wasn't that wasn't that insane? To be honest with you, wasn't that crazy? Uh, didn't love it. And I mean, that's just you know they went with this interpretation. It's fine. They wanted to find a way to incorporate it into the story. Maybe they find a way to incorporate her uh, later on, and I'm sure that we will see. You know the Black Widow allegiance or whatever you want to call it show up at some point because they obviously freed them from the bonds of what they were beforehand so i i don't know i i feel like there's a lot of implications to what could happen next obviously with uh with black widow's sister um you know taking up the mantle of black widow and now being with the being being kind of hired or, or being uh the employee of the same person that we saw in falcon winter soldier uh hire u.s agent right mm-hmm. so there's definitely some connections there this was probably the biggest uh thing that they referenced in disney plus so far so if you're not watching any of the disney plus stuff the after credit would have been very confusing to you because you'd been like who the hell is this person um but for, <laughs> for, for for people who watched is, Falcon is Winter Soldier, it yeah is isn't that the person from seinfeld tina um, fey that wasn't tina fey bro <laughs> she looked like tina fey though i ain't gonna lie Yo, come on, man. That's that's Elaine from Seinfeld, bro. That's 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 the oh, vice Elaine from That's the vice president from Veep, bro. Come on, put some respect on Elaine. Wait, I honestly, I think that Tina Fey and the same girl from Elaine from uh, Veep is the same person. Honestly, yeah. God, I think it's the same <laughs> really, you, you thought Tina Fey was in Seinfeld this entire time? <laughs> I've never seen V, bro. I haven't seen six seasons of V, bro. I honestly haven't Julia, seen whatever many seasons it's been, bro. Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's what's her. Uh... I actually wonder, is she related to Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> oh, no, maybe she is. Hold on. Now I got to double check this. Now I got to double check this. Is maybe maybe but um honestly i would appreciate if this movie came out like maybe after like the winter soldier and it was like you know maybe parallel to, to the timeline but um yeah. outside of that it was good action it wasn't a good storyline i'm not gonna lie outside of the whole family dynamic i wish they start to that but outside of that it was just like okay action here action there action here action there and i'm not complaining mm-hmm. but outside of that it was like yeah yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And and that's why, and I think we can get into it now. That's why I would rank it, you know, there's 25 Marvel movies now. 
There's been 25 movies, if you include No uh, Far From Home and now this. Uh, if yeah. I had to rank it, I think it would be a top 10 to 15 Marvel movie. Pretty easily. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I would easily put it as a top 10 to 15 movie. I think right off the bat, obviously, movies like Incredible Hulk, the two Thor movies, heck, even the two Iron Man movies, I think those are worse. Um, although I, I kind of I kind of have a soft spot for Iron Man too, but that's another story. Um, yeah, I think those are worse. I think you could argue maybe, uh, although I'm a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think you could argue maybe that was worse. Um, you know? Then you go into like, okay, did you like Doctor Strange? Did you like Captain Marvel? Did you enjoy those movies? Uh, you know, and I think that's where things get a little bit trickier because I don't know where you can rank those, right? So, so for me personally, I think I would go top ten to t- ten to fifteen in terms of the uh, in terms of the Marvel movies. But like, man, to crack that tier in itself as like a standalone movie that is supposed to be, um, you know, kind of finishing off the Black Widow saga. That's awesome. Right there, that is, they did a good job with this. And I I mean, me and you both came down with low expectations. We watched this movie with low expectations or no expectations at all. And I think that kind of helped us, you know, not necessarily be disappointed by it. But I thought it was a good movie. I don't think there's a reason um, to hate on this movie necessarily. I remember when I was watching uh, one of those breakdown videos for for Marvel, uh, for for the Loki TV show. I think it was like episode four, episode five. And the, at the end, he's like, hey, guys, I'll, I'll do a little bit of a spoiler-free Black Widow review. And in the spoiler-free Black Widow review, he was saying uh, that he wasn't a big fan, that he wasn't a big fan of the of Black Widow. And I, you know, I went into it with that in my head. So I was like, oh, is this going to be a bad movie? And when I watched it, I was I was thoroughly pleased. I thought I'm like, man, this guy's wrong. Maybe he's being a little bit too harsh on Black Widow. So I would I would absolutely rank it in the top 10 to 15 for myself. How about you, man? Um, I wouldn't rank it in my top 10 to 15 just because of like the... Um... Not even like the hierarchy, but like the the story building. Like you know, even if there was like okay movies, like some okay like Iron Man movies help build certain plot for other movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but that's like that's in hindsight. I don't know, bro. Maybe because I was a kid growing up. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, you can blame me, man. Growing up in the early two thousands, I've been cool. But um, this movie it it was nice, man. It, 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 this was nice. Well, who was it? I was calling him John C. Riley, even though I know his name's not John C. John C. Riley. The whole entire time I was watching with my family, everyone's like, "Dude, he's not John C. Riley." Doing the, the the poor man's Russian accent. John C. Riley. Who the hell is that? John C. Riley. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh! You you talking uh, about David? Talking about you talking about David Harbour, man? The guy from Stranger Things? That's my boy, man. Come on, don't disrespect him like that. Um, I thought he was dope. Speaking of, I actually really, I hope uh, that they somehow incorporate him into Captain America 4. I think they will. Uh, that's my guess in yeah. things. 
I think because his obsession with Captain America, you know, <laughs> I know right? right? It would the be, it would be Tasha's like, yo, the Captain America talk about me, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I th- I think that would be incredible to incorporate into the new Captain America, especially with obviously Steve Rogers not there. So it'll be an interesting dynamic between the new Captain America in um in obviously Anthony Mackie and the Red Guardian. I would love for them to incorporate them, to be honest with you. And I know we're gonna see um we're gonna see obviously. Uh, I keep I'm I'm missing her name, but the new Black Widow, which is Florence Pugh, Plu Pugh Pugh, yeah Florence Pugh, uh, she's gonna be in the Hawkeye series that's gonna be coming this year. So I'm hella excited for that, hella hella excited for that. That should be a great series. I also don't think that this has any crazy implications for the future of the MCU. What I do think will have some crazy implications for the future of the MCU is. Tonight's Loki. That's going to have some crazy implications for the next, uh, the future of the MCU. It's going to be, oh man, it's going to be wild. I have no idea what to expect. It's going to finish off. And I think, I think it's going to start this, start this wave of a a ripple effect is going to happen from this final episode of Loki, because we're going to have a season two of Loki. There absolutely is going to be a season two of Loki. And on top of that, we're getting Shang-Chi, we're getting What If, we're getting Eternals, we're getting a Hawkeye series, we're getting Spider-Man. That's five things this year that Marvel is promising to give us. There has to be some kind of connection. There's no way. They're not going to just jump into What If and be like, hey, what if Captain America was actually London, whatever. Miss Carter, Agent Carter, shout out to her. But come on, that's not going to happen. There's going to be some kind of stipulations. This Loki thing might actually impact what we see in What If. <laughs> no, nah, man, but um, to be honest, I'm going to give it a decent review. It was pretty good in terms of, like, production value and, like, overall. Solid 6 to 7 out at 10 for a movie, man. Especially for Marvel. Like, 6... Maybe seven out of ten for me. Just like the set pieces, production value, like it, it was decent enough. Decent. And the first forty-five minutes carried it for me. So, yeah. What about you? Yeah, man. I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a seven out of ten as well. Until next time, Mr. Boys and Local Podcast. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Jeep Adventure Days is going on now. Hurry in for great deals on a great selection of Jeep brand vehicles. Well-qualified lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $4.19 a month for 27 months with $5,599 to assigning. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Chrysler Capital. Extra charge for miles over 22500 Includes 7500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 10-2. Jeep is a registered trademark.